So Catch the Fire it just went through a rebrand. So we have, um, we're going to unveil the rebrand here a little bit for you guys. Uh, John is speaking next week. He's going to be speaking on the, the first, or one of the words of the rebrand anyways. Uh, so I'm going to get them to put up the video here. It's going to get you guys to hit the lights. Aaron, can I just get you to grab those lights on that side? So it's like a, a three-minute video. It's just going to show you the rebrand. It's got a little bit different look, and it's got some different values to it, okay? Presence. Encounter. Transformation. Presence. Encounter. Transformation. Presence. Encounter. Transformation. Presence is beautiful. Presence is electrifying. Presence is intimate. Presence is when God literally walks into the room, walks into your space. The atmosphere suddenly becomes thick with the Holy Spirit and extremely thin between heaven and earth. Presence is a feeling. I feel like he's giving me a big hug and he's affirming me as his daughter. When I'm in the presence of God, I discover fresh vision for my life. I realize that I am nothing and He is everything. When I encounter God, I become a powerhouse in the kingdom. When I encounter God, I can change the world. Encounter is a defining moment in your life. It's where God crashes in on us and we're never the same again. When He meets me face to face and I feel accepted. Encounter is the moment when God becomes very real, very tangible. You feel Him with your physical body, with your mind, with your spirit. A moment when something that is in my head goes to my heart. Transformation is alive. God changing me on the inside. Transformation is a paradigm shift. Not just theory, in ancient history and theology, but it's life-changing. A heart that is being set free. Renewing your mind, changing lies to truth. Transformation is stepping into my destiny with God leading me all the way. Transformation is going from victim to victory. When transformation happens, my past becomes something that's built on, not a hindrance. It's good. We're just really, we're transformed. We, we never recover from that moment. We're never the same again. We're, we're different. Encounter God's transforming presence. Encounter God's transforming presence. Encounter, Encounter God's, God's transforming, transforming presence. Encounter God's transforming presence. Encounter God's transforming presence. Encounter God's transforming presence.
Yes. Thank you, Jesus. We exist so we can go out and transform the world with God's transforming presence, right? Thank you. So, when you see Catch the Fire now, it's got a little bit different look. They've got more of an updated look to it. All right, so we've been waiting for to do signage and all that kind of stuff because we've had that A-frame sign out there for the last like three years, right? It's held up really, really well. Uh, but it's been time to, to upgrade a little bit, right? So we've been waiting for the rebrand. Uh, so we finally ordered some new signs. Uh, so hopefully it'll be coming in the next like week or two. So you guys are going to see some new signs. We got more uh, new in um, Connect cards coming. John, Melissa, Amy, and Amanda made up these new Connect cards. So we're going to get you guys those new Connect cards coming soon as well. Uh, so it's just good. All right, so we're growing. And we're just so excited for what God's doing. And so when you hear Catch the Fire, we're no longer kind of Catch Fire Kitchener. We're Catch the Fire Church located in Kitchener. Uh, so we're just kind of having more of that unity feel within Catch the Fire now. So amen. I'm going to pass the mic over to Amy. We just were at um, a couple weeks ago. Uh, we talked about the Revival Conference in Toronto. Has, has anybody here been able to listen to the videos or were there? Okay. If uh, we're, Amy's going to share on some some points that really spoke to her, uh, but again, like, we really really recommend to, to hop onto YouTube, look up Catchfire TV, and watch these videos because each speaker was absolutely amazing. All right, I'm going to give you the mic before I start taking your words here. And I'm representing. Yes, I like the black and white. And I went to bed with my hair wet, and so I was like, yeah, I'm just going to stick this on. Yeah, it was, it was so good being at the conference, and I just wanted to share this because it's something that I can give away, right? My revelation and what God gave, and um, I just wanted to share going into the conference. I hadn't been to, I think, a conference in almost two years, you know, with being pregnant and sick and all of that stuff, and so um, leading up to it, I was feeling pretty, pretty tired out, you know, Having a new baby, that's definitely a key factor in that. And also, you know, just certain things have been going on, and I was just like, God, I am so tired. I need to be, you know, refilled, recharged. And um, we were going to go away for a holiday, but then God opened the doors for us to get a new van, which we really needed. So we're like, okay, God, we're going to the conference. You know, I, I need you to just just fill me up with your presence. And... Um, so it was really cool. So I wanted to share, this was kind of like the catalyst, my, this first moment for the rest of the conference for me. So we were in the elevator of our hotel going down to the lobby. And two people came into the elevator. And I was looking at them. And, you know, the smiles on their faces. I'm like, oh, these are definitely people going to the conference tonight. But I began to look at the man a little bit closer. And I was like, man, he looks familiar. And I just was thinking to myself. But finally, I'm like, you look really familiar. And his wife's like, oh, well, you were probably praying for him. And I was like, starting, the wheels were turning in my head. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, you're that guy in the who was in the prison in Turkey for two years and, you know, five days. And uh, he was like, yep. And I was like, wow, like, I remember praying and praying and praying that you would get set free. And so that was really amazing. And they were like, 
could we get a ride to the conference with you guys? And at first I'm like, oh, we have all of these car seats. I'm not sure. And Adam's like, we are making it happen. Adam was like, even if we have to walk and they drive our van, like I want to drive this guy, you know? So it was, it was really good. So we, we were just chatting with them and just like fascinated. And then I found out, I looked on our itinerary and they're like, the pastors from Canada, Catch the Fire, will be meeting with Andrew tomorrow to do a Q&A and a bit of an interview with him. And so it was really cool to then come again the next day and be like, hey, Andrew. And he remembered us and he began to tell his story of what he went through in prison. And it was such a big shock for me. <laughs> of like, he said, when he got put in prison, he didn't feel God's presence. All of a sudden, it was lifted from him for those entire time he was in prison. He's like, and so I read all these autobiographies that they were in prison, and they were praising God's presence was so heavy, and God was transforming the prison. And for me, it was like it lifted. And that right off the bat just shocked me. And he said, if I would have got out of prison after one year, I would be in a fetal position, stuck somewhere completely broken. He's like, but God allowed me to stay in the prison for another year and five days. And in that second year, God began to rebuild me bit by bit by bit. And he said to us, he said, guys, it almost seems like we preach that everyone finishes well, but that's actually not the case. He was like, many, 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 many of us don't finish well and it's the valley of dry bones. And I was like, yeah, that's right. And he was like, you know, so many times in the first year he cried out to God, just let me be a martyr, just let me be a martyr. Or like they had him in solitary confinement that most of the entire time, so he had no one to talk to for almost two, two years. And he said, you know, and then he'd pray, well, just let me get out and and to my kids, and like be the least in heaven, and not, no glory, no reward, nothing. I just want to get out. I just want to get out. And his wife would come to the prison when she'd get to see him and say, please don't kill yourself. Please live, 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 live. And it was just like this big shock to me. And he was like, I didn't understand why God lifted his presence from me for those two years and five days, but now I see the fruit that I chose him even though I didn't feel him over and over and over again in that second year, I choose you, I choose you, I choose you, and it built him back up. And it was just like this, whoa. And, and that started to build on the entire conference for me, you know, because it was really good, because it's like, you go through life, and there are so many struggles, right? Life is hard, you know, there's trials, there's pain, and it was just like, I want to finish well. I don't want to give up. I don't want to, you know, be one that didn't finish well. And so that night, then Randy Clark was speaking. And there was one thing he said. He was like, I've resigned so many times in my head. But then I just connect to what God's saying and I keep going. And I was like, praise. It's not just me. No, sometimes, you know, but it was so good and so encouraging. And that night, Randy talked about the unnamed servant of Elijah and how you know, he saw the cloud. He'd go, go, go look if there's a cloud coming. And he'd come back, nothing. He's like, but what if the servant would have said there's nothing yet? You know, and he talked about how when Elijah went to a certain place, he left the servant behind. And then when Elisha came, he kept saying, you know, don't come with me. Don't come with me. And Elisha 
is like, I am following you wherever you go. I'm not leaving your side. And he was talking about being that one that's like, God, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going, and, and I'm not going to stop and just pushing through. And it was really good. And then Heidi, you know, started to share her story. And the one thing that really stuck out to me from Heidi was when um, Randy said to her, do you want the nation of Mozambique? And she said, at first she said, no. And she's like, it's because I thought it was just for me alone. And I had to do it. And I had to push through. And she's like, but then God showed me the body. Right? And it's like, it takes teams and teams and teams and teams of people to do what they're doing in Mozambique. But at first, here she was. She said she had about 570 kids all in one orphanage, all getting one bowl of porridge a day. And she's just trying to fit them all in. And finally, God said, Heidi, that's not, you're just creating more and more orphans and you're keeping them orphans. I want families. And it just hit me. And she's like, so I started to have faith. Like everywhere she'd go, she'd give away her shoes. Every time anyone asked her, she'd give away whatever they asked for. And finally, God was like, I want you to stop that, Heidi. Like she started to get diseases in her feet and stuff. And he's like, do you not believe that I'm the God who has more than enough shoes for my children? And you don't have, you can have shoes too. And it was just like this revelation again of like, obviously I know, you know, I'm not in it alone, but it's so easy to just, I need to help all these people. I need to do it. I need to do it, you know? And I know I have a team, but it's more and more being like, it's a body and we have to do this together. And it was such an encouragement of finally like how God broke Heidi out of her orphan spirit. And she had so many stories about what an orphan she is. And I had no idea. Like she would not for years and years even use hot water because she didn't want to have when others lacked and she wouldn't eat cheese and all these things and finally the Holy Spirit said to her eat cheese and have a bath and I was like oh that's so good but it's so good because I grew up most of my life in a lack mentality if someone gets promoted then I'm never going to in my sphere if someone gets this then poor old me if someone's traveling I'm never going to get to go there like always lack 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 but it's like, just keep on coming into that kingdom. There's more than enough. There's more than enough. If there's all these people hurting, well, there's a body. There's a body to step up, right? But I think sometimes, right, we just see the pastors or we see the, the people up there and it's kind of that mentality. But it's like, let's connect as a body. See what we're all good at and all pour into each other and stuff. And it was so powerful. And then Bill Wynn Johnson the next night what really stood out to me was him talking about he wanted Holy Spirit so bad that he didn't care if he looked like a fool for the rest of his life. And he was like paralyzed in his bed and he wasn't sure. God was like, do you want more of me? And he's like, yes, even if it means I'm paralyzed in my bed for the rest of my life, I want more of you. And it ended up, he went back to his church and lost a thousand people. He's like, but I didn't care anymore because I knew that God was what I wanted. And it was just like so good. It's just like when church is messy sometimes and your kids are running around, you know, apparently my son was grabbing on the worship leader this morning. Sorry about that. It's just like, oh, Lord, it's okay. But it's like I'm not looking to have this perfect church. I'm looking to get more of God. I'm looking to just encounter him. If we mess up, if it's not perfect, it doesn't matter. We're just a church, and I want to be a people that just say, God, all we want is you. We don't care if we look like fools. We don't care. We want you. And that's what I want. And then 
it was just like every speaker was just saying these things that kind of just went on this amazing thing for me. And, and Sean Boltz was talking about breakthrough. And he's like, so much, we're just crying out to break through our circumstances. Like, God, get me through this. God, help me with this. And I'm like, yep, that's a lot of me a lot of the time. But he's like, when will we start being a people of faith that instead of breaking through our situation, we break into something? And I was like, whoa. You know, and it was so good because I've always been a visionary my whole life. And it's just like, it's, it's hard to be a visionary sometimes because when it's not happening, right? You just want it, and you want it, and it's like hope deferred makes the heart sick. But it was just like when I heard that, it just hope began to rise in. And I was like, I need to think bigger because my God's way bigger, right? And it was just like this infusing into my spirit of like, I want to break through into something as a church. I just don't, I don't want to be a people in our church that we're just getting by and getting through our situations and we're, you know, it's good to help each other and get through these things, but let's not just be in our breakthroughs, but break through into things, break through into our city, see breakthrough in healing, see break, breakthrough in transformation. Like they're saying, the presence going forth, the presence is breaking through into our city through us. I'm like, come on. And you know, and Duncan preached his whole message just was like, how much do we really get that we are the dwelling of the Holy Spirit? And he was just talking about like, we are the tent of the Holy Spirit. And like, just walking with him, taking him everywhere, doing life with him. And that's something I know so much, but it's always good to hear so much. Like, how much am I accessing Holy Spirit? How much am I diving into him? How much am I crying out for him and saying, manifest in me everywhere that I go? And it was even cool, like yesterday, Adam put a podcast on from Todd White. And he was just like, so much we talk about evangelism, evangelism, but he's like, what about just breaking Jesus every single place that we go? like, yep. He's like, I don't feel like a call to evangelism. Well, bring Jesus everywhere that you go. It was so good. And so then after that, we had to go pick up our kids, so we had to leave. But I was just like so hungry for more. So Adam and I, that night, we put it on live in our bedroom and we watched. And it was just like the perfect finish. Banning Liebscher, which is uh, the pastor from Jesus Culture, was sharing about Sometimes we don't need more prophecies and we don't need more words. We just need the endurance to get through them, to them. And I was like, oh yeah, because I have so many prophecies and I have so much vision, but it's like, I want this, but it's not right now. What do I do with that, right? What do I do with that? And, and it's so easy to just strive into making it happen and striving. I got to do this. Like, how do I grow this? How do I create this? You know, and, and as a church, it's like, I remember Laura Woodley saying to me, Amy, there's no clear finish line. So it is very hard, right? It's always like, let's build on this and let's build on this. And it's really good. But we con consistently need to grow, right? And it's like, how, how do we do that, you know, in the everyday? And Benning was talking about how we're in a weight room, but he's like literally like lifting weights to get to our destiny. So it's like we get these prophecies and we get these words. And it's not just like, there, there, it just happens, right? Then we have to become the person to carry that calling. And it just hit me. I was like, yes, I need to become the person to carry that calling. And, and it's, it's cool to look back on your life and be like, when I got the word to plant this church, Adam and I, it was like, even four years before we got in the building, not quite like three and a half, you know, but what God did in us in those three and a half years. He, he made us 
you know, into the people that could carry it because we weren't quite ready. And it was just like over and over again. It's just like, give me the endurance, give me the perseverance to get to what you've called me to do, right? And I want to keep lifting the weights. I want to keep becoming stronger and stronger and stronger so that when it comes, I'm ready. And it was just like hitting me. And I just got hope again, you know. I got hope again, and I got filled up again. It, it wasn't like my brokenness was magically gone. Nope. My pain isn't magically gone, but it's like I have this, I want to finish well. I want to endure, and I want to believe that I can break through into something instead of just breaking through my circumstances, and I want to see God move. And so it was just like filled with hope and like, God, you're so much bigger. You're so much better than I could ever imagine, use me, make me into what you want me to be. And it's just continually being like, I surrender. I surrender my pain. I surrender all my vision and everything. And I just, I just want to please you and love you no matter what I feel and the hardships I'm going to keep keeping on, right? And, and just giving him everything. And so it was such an encouragement for me. So I really want to pray for you guys all to like just get hope and perseverance. But Adam's going to share first, and then we're going to do kind of an impartation and prayer for you guys after. Awesome. Should have had uh, Amy speak last, and I went first, I think. Wives are great, aren't they? <laughs> well, sorry to tell you, I don't have any moon boots on today. So I'm not, uh, I'm not flying as high as most of us here, maybe. But who's excited for what God's doing? Are we excited for what God's doing right now? Yeah, we really feel like God's raising people up right now, right? You know, we're, we're really, God's really raising up a community of people to hunger for more of what he has. Um, so obviously with the topic and what God's doing uh, through the conference for Amy and I, what we feel like he's doing in this church, uh, for me, everything that Amy said is a, a yes and amen. Uh, so I'm not going to highlight those things, but for me it was all about an impartation, you know, the very first night, Randy Clark is speaking. Has anybody heard Randy Clark speak before? Yeah, he's an amazing speaker. He's got some great books out there. And, you know, they invited all the, the pastors to come up to the front. Randy wanted to pray an impartation for all the pastors. And Amy and I are like, yep, we're going up there. We bring Brighton up with us. And there's a lot of people up there, obviously, right? And so Amy and I are kind of like squished together uh, because you have Heidi Baker laying on the floor. She's always on the floor, right? She's just receiving more of what God has for her. Uh, but she's just like, she's out on the, on, the, on the carpet. And then you have this big guy who's a pastor of Catch Fire Greensboro. He's like bigger than I am kind of guy. So Heidi Baker is like, she has like four security guards around her, right? So they're all like, oh my goodness, is this guy going to fall on her, right? And so like, we're all just kind of like shoving in there, like, come on, like Amy and I are like, we just want, we just want to receive what God has for us, but like you're being distracted because these people are pushing on you. It's just like, all right, we fo focus our eyes on Jesus. And I look behind myself and I'm like, oh my goodness, that's this Bill Johnson's chair right behind me. And if you know me, I'm a big Bill Johnson's fan. Amy's standing in front of uh, Heidi Baker's chair. And we're like, okay, this is good, you know. And um, Randy Clark comes and, you know, prays over us, you know, and I, I fall down. I fall down into Bill Johnson's chair. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Um, you know, and so anyways, Amy and I falls down too. She's in Heidi Baker's chair. I'm like grabbing bright, I'm just holding, I'm like, all right, I'm just going to sit here and just, just receive more of what God has for me, right? 
because uh, you don't want to get up too early, right? You just want to sit there and you just want to receive, just, just soak it in. And so anyways, I'm just sitting there soaking, I probably have this big grin on my face. And next thing I know, Bill Johnson starts coming towards his chair and I'm like, all right, I got to get up, you know? And Bill Johnson has this big smile on his face. He's looking at me in the eyes and he's just like, just, just sit there, you know, just, just there. That chair has a really strong anointing on it. As he's touching the cars, he's touching my shoulder and I'm just like, all right. <laughs> and so anyways, he's, he has books, his Bibles under his chair. So he's like putting his hands between my feet, trying to get his bag. And so I'm like, I can get up and move so you can get your stuff, Bill. He's like, oh, no, no, just, just, just sit there. You know, it's, it's good. And so anyways, that's my Bill Johnson story. I was like, I wasn't going to go to Toronto and not get to say hi to this guy. You know, it's just like, I need to say hi to Bill Johnson. And very first night, you know, it was good. So I'm like, Bill, pray over me. No, I didn't do that to him. But anyways, it was really, really good. And so I think it was within those first couple of nights. Uh, I don't I can't remember if it was an MC or whoever it was, though. It was just like, you know, these people, they obviously had like quite the speaker list, right? They had Bill Johnson, Heidi Baker, Randy Clark, Sean Boltz, Banning Liebershire, right? It's quite the list of speakers. And it's easy for us to be like, oh my goodness, like this is an incredible person, right? Which they are, but it's just like they're reminding you over and over again that it's the Holy Spirit that works in them, right? That's what draws us to these people, right? That's what draws us to that man like a Bill Johnson, right? It's just how the Holy Spirit uses them, and it's the Holy Spirit through these people that draws us to these people, amen? So I'm not like praising Bill Johnson, I'm praising the Holy Spirit through Bill Johnson, okay? All right, um, but yeah, impartation. That was, you know, it's the theme for me, that whole conference. Pretty much every session, most sessions, they had an impartation. Sometimes it was a laying on the hands. Sometimes it was just a corporate impartation where you just stood up and you just put out your hands and you just received more of what God had for you, right? Does everybody here love impartations? Yeah, yeah if you shake your head no, I'm going to turn the other way. Just joking. Um, but for me, it's just like God has commissioned us all, right? We've all been commissioned to do what? Preach the good news, right? Go out, heal the sick, cast out the evil spirits, right? All those kind of things. We've all been, raise the dead, thank you. We've all been commissioned to do that. And I think it was a Randy Clark book. Uh, he was sharing a testimony, and this guy's like, you know, we've been commissioned, but we need the first commandment first, we need to love God with all of our heart, all of our soul, and all of our mind. And so when we, when we know how to love, then we can go out. So he put it really simple, and which I love this, four words. It's like, to love, to go, right? To love, to go. That's one of those things you could hashtag on your Instagram account, Melissa, because it's one of those things, to love, to go, right? We need to learn how to love, and then we can go out. Because uh, obviously, like Amy just said, I was listening to Todd White, and he's very much an evangelist, right? And um, he gets upset, he says, when people refer to him as a street evangelist. He's like, I'll come into a church, and, I'll, and they'll introduce me as a street evangelist, you know, this great street evangelist. And he's like, I actually really don't like that. He's like, you know, I just want to bring Jesus wherever I go. Lorelai and I were talking about it last night. She had the same heart, and it was really, really good. It's just like, wherever you go, you just bring Jesus, right? So when we learn how to love, we can go out and just share the love of Jesus, right? And it's, you know, you don't have to go into the street to do it. You go grocery shopping. It's just like, God, like, who do you want me to talk to today, right? 
And I go to a coffee shop, like, God, who do you want me to talk to today? And I, like, speaking for myself, it's just like, oh my gosh, I can't do that. Like, I'm too scared to, like, put myself out there, right? But it doesn't have to be complicated, does it? It's just giving them an encouraging word. You know, you don't know where that person's at, right? You think of, I think Todd White uses, like, a, a lady working at a retail store, and she's standing up all day. Do you, like, he's like, do you think her feet are going to be sore? He's like, chances are they're going to be sore. He's like, do you want to be 100% prophetic 100% of the time? He's like, you prophesy that word, like, are your feet hurting you? Chances are you're going to be right all the time. And I was like, I gave me a good laugh. Uh, but anyways, it's just like, you just, sometimes it's a one word encouragement. You know, it doesn't have to be this hard, complicated thing. Or it's like, God, I want this word of knowledge. And so it's like, God, I'm not feeling anything. But sometimes all it is is just to love that person. Just give them an encouraging word because we're called to plant seeds, right? Some of us are called to plant seeds. Some of us are called to water the seeds. And he's like, stop taking off that responsibility that you need to get that person saved. And just be, sometimes you just need to plant that seed and then somebody else is going to water that seed, right? And I was like, amen, Todd. I was like, come on, Todd. In my kitchen, I'm like, Todd, you're like, come on. You know, bright and sleeping in his room. I'm trying to keep my voice down because I don't want to wake him up because I don't want to have to deal with a crying baby. But I'm like just jumping up. I'm like, that is just such a powerful word. Um, and so anyways, the big thing um, with that for me is my struggle is like God can use little old me. You know, I don't need to be this, this superstar, perfect Christian. You know, I don't need to be this... Bill Johnson, I don't need to be this Heidi Baker, I don't need to be, you know, this person way up on a pedestal, I can just be me, right? Ephesians, I wrote down some verses here, oh, I didn't copy it on my phone, hopefully this works, it's not going to work, Ephesians 3.20 though, 3.20, God says that, you know, you're going to be used immeasurable, right? And verse 21, from generation to generation, so God is using you more than you can ever imagine. And then in verse 21, it says, from generation to generation. Do we fall in that category? Yes, from generation to generation. God can use even little old me more than I could ever imagine. So this is where I'm going to get you guys active and look at somebody close to you and say, God can use you. God can use you. And then you're going to tell that person, God wants to use you. Heidi Baker had this great quote. I shared it on our, on our Facebook, on our Instagram. And it was basically Heidi Baker's like, if you really knew me, what could you do with me, right? And God's like, if you knew me, then you would know how much I could use you. And I was just like, my mouth drops down. You know, I'm like, identity. I'm like, yeah, you know, how many times have I thought of that? Like, you know, God, like, how can you use me? Like, what, what can I do? But God is so big, right? He's so big. He's so much more than I can imagine. And he wants to use me in Ephesians 3, 23, 21, more than I can ever imagine, right? And then you look at uh, Acts 1, I think it's kind of like 5 through 8. And uh, basically it's, you know, the disciples are with Jesus, and Jesus tells the disciples just to wait, right? Don't go out yet. Wait until you get filled up with the Holy Spirit. You need to be clothed with the power of the Holy Spirit first. So Jesus is actually telling them just, 
you know, I know you're excited. I know you want to go out. This is me paraphrasing it. He's like, I know you really want to get out there. You want to share my name, right? He's like, just wait until you receive the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, there needs to be that impartation to go out and heal the sick, right? We need that power to go out, bring the gospel, go out, cast out the demons, right? Go out and heal the sick. So that was our heart this morning. It's like, we want it, Holy Spirit, just to come and use little old me, little old you, little old I, whatever it is, and just have this chance for the Holy Spirit to come and fill you up this morning. Does that sound good? Yeah? All right, so I'm going to invite you guys to stand up. And just close your eyes, just put out your hands to him. You know, for some of us, you know, you get hit by the Holy Spirit. For some people, they'll fall down, right? Some people are shaking, some people are laughing, right? But it's not about all the outer stuff, right? If somebody does do that, again, that's, that's fine, right? That's good. But sometimes it's just that sense of peace, right? You know, John or not, again, was that guy that was just like, he was always up, right? Never fell down, and that was okay. You know, he's been hit by the Holy Spirit so many times, but it looks different for each and every one of us. So I don't want you to put that pressure on yourself that you need to, to fall down, you need to shake or anything like that. I just want you just to be like, God, I just want you to come and have your way this morning. I don't want you to fight it, of course. If you feel like those things are happening, don't fight it, all right? I just let the Holy Spirit come right now. So we're just going to pray. But again, just keep your eyes closed. You don't need to pray long. You just need to receive this morning. Father, we just want a new touch this morning. God, we want a new encounter with your Holy Spirit this morning. A powerful encounter with your Holy Spirit, Father, so we can go out and we can transform the world with your love. And I don't think God gives us a, doesn't give us an impartation for us just to hold it on to ourselves. It's to go out and impart it into others. God gives us an impartation so we can go out and impart it to others.